Dear Father in heaven, once again, your children are here to learn at your feet. We have important duties to do, responsibilities which you have given to us, which we love to perform, to ensure that the will of God is done on this earth as it is in heaven. And we want to be instruments by which it to be done. So, Lord, we pray that in these moments we'll spend with you, that you will bless us abundantly with your word to equip us, strengthen us, bless us and help us, that we may do the work that you have to do and honor your name on this earth. Bless me, O Lord, and put your words in my mouth and give us all of your spirit. And especially, Lord, help us to understand the conditions necessary for your spirit to dwell in us. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, August 30. No Compromise. Them that honor me, I will honor. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. In the experience of Daniel and his companions, we have an instance of the triumph of principle over temptation to indulge the appetite. It shows us that true religious principle, young men may triumph over the lusts of the flesh and remain true to God's requirements even though it costs them a great sacrifice. What if Daniel and his companions had made a compromise with those hidden officers and had yielded to the pressure of the occasion by eating and drinking as was customary with the Babylonians? That single instance of departure from principle would have weakened their sense of right and their abhorrence of wrong. Indulgence of appetite would have invoked the sacrifice of physical vigor clearness of intellect and spiritual power. One wrong step would probably have led to others until their connection with heaven being severed, they would have been swept away by temptation. While Daniel clung to his God with unwavering trust, the spirit of prophetic power came upon him. While he was instructed of man in the duties of court life, he was taught of God to read the mysteries of future ages and to present to coming generations true figures and similitudes the wonderful things that would come to pass in the last days. God designed that man should be constantly improving, daily reaching a higher point in the scale of excellence. He will help us if we seek to help ourselves. Our hope of happiness in two worlds depends upon our improvement in one. At every point, we should be guarded against the first approach to intemperance. Dear youth, God calls upon you to do a work which, through His grace, you can do. Show a purity of tastes appetite and habits that bears comparison with Daniel's. God will reward you with calm nerves, a clear brain, and unimpaired judgment, keen perceptions. The youth of today whose principles are firm and unwavering will be blessed with health of body, mind, and soul. Amen.
the title of our devotion for today is No Compromise. And that last statement I just read is key. That God will bless the youth who is firm to principle with health of body and nerve and mind and soul if you are true to principle. But to be true to principle calls for a character which many lack today. The character that we read as the title of our devotion of no compromise. You can call it the character of indomitableness, the character of firmness, the character of courage. Many of us have the passive characters of Christianity. We try to be gentle. We try to be loving. We try to be kind. We always careful not to offend. We want to be loved. But there is a limit. We must have a balanced character. You shouldn't be nice to a fault. You shouldn't be kind to a fault. What does it mean to a fault? That means to the point where you offend God. Let not your gentleness, your kindness, your desire not to offend people, your lovable attitude, your desire to preserve a good relationship with people, let it not get you to the point where you now want to offend God. Reading Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, 9, and 10, it says, But Daniel proposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs as Ashranas that he might not defile himself. Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of eunuchs. I'll read, I'll leave verse 10. That's verse, one, verse 8 and 9. So, there's another lesson that we learn from this devotion in the lesson of confessing Christ to the world and being firm. Also, the lesson of not being afraid of people to reject their favors that will need us to compromise principle, even if the people are funded by it. In devotion two days ago, Conflict and Courage, page 246, paragraph 4, we read, the direction that their food should be supplied from the royal table was an expression both of the king's favor and of his solicitude for their welfare. But a portion having been offered to idols, the food from the king's table was consecrated to idolatry, and in partaking of the king's bounty, these youths would be regarded as uniting in his homage to false gods. End of quote. Here it is that Daniel and his friends were met with a very difficult situation, rejecting the favor of a king, his goodwill to you. But that's the lesson we're learning today. We need to know how to reject favors that go against principle. Some of us, we are too careful and, like I said, kind to, gentle to a fault. And we don't want to offend people so that we would rather go against principle than have ourselves in the bad books of anyone. These boys did not see it this way. And if we must be people whom the Spirit of God will dwell in, you should know that Satan will bring you to a position where he wants you to compromise. So that you will compromise not just principle, but compromise the barricade that you have placed in your soul. Compromise the body so that the Spirit of God will not dwell in you. The devil will do that. Principle is principle and must be followed regardless of who is offended by our following principle. When invited by friends, people of dignity, family members and relatives who do not know the principles of our faith, this is as God will have it. He brings us in contact with the world so that they can be exposed to the principles of truth through us. So, when invited for parties, occasions that violate the Sabbath for example, 
like parties, weddings on the Sabbath itself and examinations on the Sabbath, when presented with foods that go against principle like we have already studied in yesterday's devotion and defile the body. Or somebody invites us to, for example, watch something that we know is not right that will bring into our minds things that will defy. Remember that we read the good man out of the good treasure of his heart, bring it for good things. One way that we treasure our heart is by the things we watch and the things we listen to. If someone invites you to listen or watch something that defiles the mind, we like these four boys are to show our true colors like the Rechabites also and make known our faith without shame. Do you know what happens when we compromise? We com- when we compromise our faith to please others or for fear that we will look odd to them, we play the part of Hezekiah and we deny Christ. But when we stand for the truth and make known our religion, we confess Christ and correct the bad impression made by the Hezekiahs of our day. At times, I come in contact with people who see the principles I follow and ask, What are you of? Which church do you go to? Those kind of questions they ask. Then I tell them and they begin to mention this and that person who is also of the same faith but yet does contrary to what I am doing. Unfortunately, these people play the part of Hezekiah by hiding our faith. We are to correct the impression people have of Christians by making the principles of our faith clearly known and not be ashamed to live it out even in the belly of the beast or in the courts of kings or generally as we say in Babylon, the world of today. As we come closer to the end of time, the distance between the people of God and the rest of the world becomes wider and wider. We will be compelled to stand for principle among a people who will consider us odd and out of place. The picture of this is something that we must have in our minds at all times that's the picture of Daniel and these boys so that we can know what to do in our own sphere. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 to 27, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and a perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Amen. Now, this was what Daniel did. Him and his friends, his brothers, no compromise. They didn't turn to the right or to the left. And what was the result of this? Their non-compromising stand. Daniel 7 verse 17 to 21 says, As for these four children... God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now, at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. And Daniel continued, even unto the first year of King Cyrus. Amen. What do we learn from here? The faculties of their mind was more in their ascendancy than their peers. God rewards faithful attention to little things. What we sow is what we reap. 
The little things done to the body, the little instructions followed, will eventually yield results. The principles of health reform is to many like a little thing, but it is not exactly so. Judging by the results of not following the laws of health reform, of health, we see that it is not a little thing, it is a big thing. And these principles are to be seen as things that we do not go against for anybody and for any reason. Look at Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. What could they have done here? They could have said, okay, just for some time, let me make a compromise. If they made that compromise, how would anybody have known of this stand today? It wouldn't have blessed us, but it is written on record now and it is blessing us because they made the decision. We also are put in such conditions sometimes. You go to visit a friend or a person of dignity. I remember a time when I went to someone, uh, one man who is supposed to be affluent, wealthy. I was in his house. And he, at the time, brought food for me because I was teaching his children. So I usually come there from day to day. One day, he brought food for me to eat and told them to give me some drinks also. And he's somebody that his children are afraid of him and all of that. I rejected it politely and told him I couldn't take it. Now, you know this can look like an insult to some people. And he was shocked, wondering, because his children had told him I wasn't going to take it. And he wanted to, he felt I couldn't reject it. And I told him I, I can't take it. And he asked me why. And I started to explain to him the principles of health and why sugar is not good. And he rejected it, said, no, sugar is good. And I said, no, it's not good. And I tried to explain other things, but he concluded that the only reason you won't take this thing except you have some health condition except you are sick or something that's the only reason I can take and I told him that's not my reason I'm just keeping myself healthy he said as far as I'm concerned you must be sick and I laughed I said maybe that's just what you want to believe but it was an evidence it was an opportunity for me to show him what he should be doing as for me it is important that we all not just me now we should understand there is no reason to please people and then harm ourselves in the rest in which because this is an important matter here these principles are things that make the spirit of god dwell in us why should we compromise when such important consequences are at stake when it is that we're bringing our bodies into a condition where it will not be the best we should try as much as possible to have this no compromising stance of daniel Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So we should guard the temple of God jealously and not allow anything to come into it that will defile. Just as much as there was no instance that would allow or permit the defiling of God's temple, not even an emergency, so also with us, we should be careful to ensure that even in any emergency, so-called, or anywhere we go to, we cannot or should not allow anything enter into the most holy place of our temple, of our bodies, of our mind. If it was the temple of God, a mere house and building, how was it treated? It, treat, it, it was treated with such sacredness and the rules were to be followed so strictly. Don't compromise anything for anyone. And that's how the body temple is. With the instructions given to us that God says, do this, do that, don't compromise it for any reason. Your body is the temple of God and the Holy Spirit wants to dwell in you. Yesterday, we left off looking at how this body temple 
when we want to keep it in the condition that the spirit of god can dwell in us i'll just repeat the things we learned we must first of all have a motive to honor god secondly make the lord the knowledge of god the foundation of our education and the knowledge of god is seen in the book of first john chapter 2 verse 3 and 4 knowledge of god simply means the commandments of god thirdly live out that knowledge of god and pray for strength to do it and then place yourself where god can bless you by following the laws of life one of the laws we saw that god said in the book of second corinthians 6 verse 17 that we should not touch the unclean thing so that he can dwell in us he considers us his temple and he has said i want to walk and live in you we saw that we should not touch the unclean thing and we saw some things that are unclean that should not enter our bodies and we concluded the best thing is to do what daniel did if you want to become like daniel which is live on the plant-based diet while you still follow the other things i have said live on the plant-based diet but there's much more than just living on the plant-based diet if we must keep ourselves body soul and our whole mind giving over to the lord for the holy spirit to dwell in us reading from councils for the church page 101 paragraph 2 we are told in temperance of any kind of any kind benumbs the perceptive organs and so weakens the brain nerve power that eternal things are not appreciated but placed upon a level with the common the higher powers of the mind designed for elevated purposes are brought into slavery to the baser passions if our physical habits are not right our mental and moral powers cannot be strong for great sympathy exists between the physical and the moral amen let me take that last part again if our physical habits are not right our mental and moral powers cannot be strong for great sympathy exists between the physical and the moral end of quote so today we are going to look at our physical habits because if they are not right the most holy place of our body temple will not be right and that is your mind it will not be right so what are the things that we do to keep our mental and moral powers right? what makes our physical habits to be good things like how you sleep what you eat and what you drink we've talked which we've talked of before your dressing whether you are taking fresh air or not sunlight exercise these are physical habits that promote health of the body and mind what does our health depend on reading from healthful living page 178 paragraph 1 and downward we are told perfect health depends upon perfect circulation the more active the circulation the more free from obstructions and impurities will be the blood the blood nourishes the body the health of the body depends upon the healthful circulation of the blood at every pulsation of the heart the blood should be propelled to the extremities quickly and easily in order to have health the current of human life is struggling to go its accustomed rounds and should not be hindered in its circuits through the body by the imperfect manner in which women clothe their limbs the limbs were not formed by our creator to endure exposure as was the face the lord provided the face with an immense circulation because it must be exposed 
he provided also large veins and nerves for the limbs and feet to contain a large amount of the current of human life that the limbs might be uniformly as warm as the body. Amen. So, one thing we are learning here is that if we must have good physical habits, physical good physical habits means that your blood must circulate freely. Your health, your perfect health depends on how your blood is circulating. Like we mentioned yesterday about the animal-based diet. You see, the animal-based diet contains a lot of saturated fat that clogs the arteries. It like it creates rude bumps on your in your arteries. It blocks it in such a way that your blood cannot flow freely. It accumulates over the years. And when people start to get older, they start to talk of high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke. When your when the when the artery going to the going to the brain is blocked, then you have stroke. And you can have a hemorrhage when it is the one going to the heart then you can have your heart failure and heart attacks and sometimes going to the legs it may block blood from going to maybe a thumb in your feet and it gets to be diseased and maybe needs to be amputated later that is why the blood flow is what is important circulation of blood around the body like we just said now with the matter of dress let's just begin with that one if you don't clothe the extremities of your body that is your legs if it is not properly clothed, then the warmth in your body will not be even. Your body being clothed, that's your torso, will have a lot of blood circulating in that area because it is warm. It is just the law of movement, of heat and osmosis. Just osmosis, things move, the blood will concentrate itself on the place that is warm. So if you don't warm your leg and your legs are cold, the blood will naturally move up to where it is warm. But when you clothe your legs and clothe the feet also, it now makes it warm and induces the blood to leave the heart and the organs in the torso, your lungs, your liver, your kidney and goes down to the legs which is good because the congestion of blood around those organs creates a diseased condition of those organs so you need to let it flow out to other parts of the body that need it. So dress is very important if we must have perfect circulation and a perfect mind. Remember that we are talking about our physical habits because as we read in Councils for the Church, page 101, paragraph 2, if our physical habits are not right, our mental and moral powers cannot be strong for great sympathy exists between the physical and the moral. So if you want to have good mental uh, capacity and power, then your dress is important. Another thing we will read now from Healthful Living, page 180, paragraph 2, and downward we are told, Those who are not in health have impurities of the blood. A bad circulation leaves the blood to become impure, induces congestion of the brain and lungs, and causes diseases of the heart, the liver, and the lungs. By interrupting the circulation of the blood, the entire system is deranged. The chief, if not the only reason, why many become invalids is that the blood does not circulate freely and the changes in the vital fluid which are necessary to life and health do not take place. They have not given their bodies exercise nor their lungs food which is pure fresh air. Therefore, it is impossible for the blood to be vitalized and it pursues its course sluggishly through the system. Foul blood will surely be cloud the moral and intellectual power.
powers and arouse and strengthen the baser passions of your nature. Amen. End of quote. Did you get that? I'll take that last part again. Foul blood. Look at the consequences. And remember, foul blood comes from poor circulation. So poor circulation leads to foul blood and foul blood will surely, not probably, surely becloud the moral and intellectual powers and arouse and strengthen the baser passions of your nature. See the consequence of having a foul blood? Very simple matter. Little things, but with huge consequences. Do you want to have a pure blood? Then we just read now that you must feed your lungs with pure fresh air. So let us talk about air. Healthful Living, page 186, paragraph 5 to 7. In order to have good blood, we must breathe well. The influence of pure fresh air is to cause the blood to circulate healthfully through the system. The chief, if not the only reason, like we read before, why many become invalids is that the blood does not circulate freely and the changes in the vital fluid which are necessary to life and health do not take place. They have not given their bodies exercise nor their lungs food which is pure, fresh air. Therefore, it is impossible for the blood to be vitalized and it pursues its course sluggishly through the system. So, we must take walks in the open air not in the place where the air is polluted but where the air is fresh so that it can vitalize our blood so that when the blood is moving it is carrying vitality with it all around our system and to our brains another thing that will help the body and our physical habits to be good so that our mental and intellectual and moral powers can be strong is water drinking of water helps the blood and helps circulation Reading from Healthful Living, page 187, paragraph 1 and 2, it says, Pure water to drink and fresh air to breathe. Invigorate the vital organs, purify the blood, and help nature in her task of overcoming the bad conditions of the system. Water is the best liquid possible to cleanse the tissues. Do you see that? Remember, foul blood will lead to bad mental and also moral powers which will even arouse the baser passions so do you want to clean the blood take water it is common sense that as we are even if we are not seeing physically ourselves sweating we are actually losing a lot of water and our blood is made up of mostly water it is you know it you see your blood over 90 percent of it is water and then carrying nutrients in it that's what the blood is if you don't have water in your system what happens it's your blood that is drying out. It is getting thicker and thicker. And you know that the viscosity of the blood determines how the blood moves in your arteries and your veins. If, it, if it's very viscous, that is thick, it won't move freely. But when you take in pure water, it then makes the blood to be able to move faster than it would have moved before. And it cleanses the tissues makes it, it makes it able make you able to flush out the things that are dead in the blood another thing that helps our physical habit and will create about that intellectual and moral power is this thing this invaluable thing called exercise you know why exercise is invaluable of all the things that will help our physical habits exercise and your diet are so so important you know why because during exercise so many things can be dealt with just imagine doing exercise in the open air and when i say exercise i'm not expecting you to go and do such great works of lifting of weights and many other moving of the bodies just a simple walk what are you ex experiencing 
First of all, if it's in the open air, you are getting something else that helps your blood, sunlight. And you're also getting air. And if you have a bottle of water with you, water is coming with it. Four things that help your physical habit come together when you do exercise. I can just be standing outside in the open air and I'm blessing myself. But if I choose to walk, it helps my lungs to breathe in faster. If I take a quick and brisk walk, what happens? I have to take deep breaths. And oh, if I'm in a very good place where the air is fresh, I am now taking in deep breaths and my body is moving. My blood is moving because I'm moving, it's moving faster. Then I am expelling wastes by sweating. And while sweating, the blood is moving and I'm taking in fresh air. If I have a bottle of water with me later and I drink that water, I have solved a lot of problems, especially when I am under the sun. Good physical habit called exercise. Reading from Healthful Living, page 186, it says, The more we exercise, the better will be the circulation of the blood. Those who accustom themselves to proper exercise in the open air will generally have a good and vigorous circulation brisk yet not violent exercise in the open air with cheerfulness of spirits will promote the circulation giving a healthy glow to the skin and sending the blood vitalized by the pure air to the extremities there is no exercise that can take the place of guess what what are you thinking in your mind jogging no walking by walking the circulation of the blood is greatly improved walking is better than jogging for example in the in jogging people who have headache you can't even jog especially if, if you've eaten for example it affects it affects the food if you've eaten shaking all those things and it's not going to be uh, good for the body but when you walk it still keeps the organs in place at least this is one advantage there are other advantages when you walk it keeps the body in place all your joints are moving you, and it depends on how you walk actually you need to learn to walk well and briskly so that you can actually have some perspiration while walking and like i said this exercise of walking is wonderful it's good when done in the open air in a good environment inhale the fresh air experience the sunlight and also get the blessing of letting your blood to flow and move and you are getting good physical conditions that will result in the good mental and moral powers reading again from uh, healthful living page 184 paragraph 2 to 4 it says in action of any of the organs of the body will be followed by decrease in size and strength of the muscles and will cause the blood to flow sluggishly through the blood vessels the blood is not enabled to expel the impurities as it would if active circulation were induced by exercise the exercise of the brain in study without corresponding physical exercise has a tendency to attract the blood to the brain and the circulation of the blood through the system becomes unbalanced end of quote now remember what we read yesterday in the book of deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 12 to 14 where god talked about keeping the environment clean so that he can stay among us remember that all we are looking at here is how to ensure that the spirit of god dwells in us that is what daniel was like and one thing we saw is that he lived with following the laws of life he placed himself where god could bless him by doing what he needed to do like all these things we've listed now hygiene and cleanliness is another thing that we must do and pay attention to 
Healthful Living, page 140, paragraph 3, says, Stubborn fevers and violent diseases have prevailed in neighborhoods and towns that had formerly been considered healthy, and some have died, while others have been left with broken constitutions to be crippled with diseases for life. In many instances, their own yards contained the agent of destruction, which sent forth deadly poison into the atmosphere to be inhaled by the family and the neighborhood. The slackness and recklessness sometimes witnessed is beastly, and the ignorance of the results of such things upon health is astonishing. Such places should be purified, especially in summer, by lime or ashes, or by a daily burial with earth. Continuing the reading now, it says, Shade trees and shrubbery too close and dense around a house are unhealthful, for they prevent a free circulation of air and prevent the rays of the sun from shining through sufficiently. In consequence of this, a dampness gathers in the house, especially in wet seasons. The sleeping rooms become damp, and those who sleep in the beds are troubled with rheumatism, neuralgia, and lung complaints, which generally end in consumption. And consumption here means tuberculosis coughing. Numerous shade trees cast off many leaves, which, if not immediately removed, decay and poison the atmosphere. A yard, beautiful with scattering trees and some shrubbery, at a proper distance from the house, has a happy, cheerful influence upon the family, and if well taken care of, will prove no injury to health. Rooms that are not exposed to light and air become damp. Beds and bedding gather dampness, and the atmosphere in these rooms is poisonous because it has been it has not been purified by light and air. Various diseases have been brought on by sleeping in these fashionable health-destroying apartments. Sleeping rooms, especially, should be well ventilated and the atmosphere made healthful by light and air. Blinds should be left open several hours each day, the curtains put aside, and the room thoroughly aired. Nothing should remain, even for a short time, which would destroy the purity of the air. Sleeping apartments should be large and so arranged as to have a circulation of air through them day and night. Rooms that are not freely ventilated daily and bedding that has not been thoroughly dried and aired are not fit for use. We feel confident that disease and great suffering are brought on by sleeping in rooms with closed and curtained windows, not admitting pure air and the rays of the sun. The room may not have had an airing for months, nor the advantages of fire for weeks, if at all. It is dangerous to health and, to, and life to sleep in these rooms until the outside air shall have circulated through them for several hours and the bedding shall have been dried by the fire. Unless this precaution is taken, the rooms and bedding will be damp. Every room in the house should be thoroughly ventilated every day and in damp weather should be warmed by fires. Every room in your dwelling should be daily thrown open to healthful rays to the healthful rays of the sun and the purifying air should be invited in. This will be pre a preventive of disease. If all would appreciate the sunshine and expose every article of clothing to its drying, purifying rays, mildew and mold would be prevented. 
the confined air of unventilated rooms meets us with sickening odors of mildew and mold and the impurities exhaled by its inmates. The emanations from damp, moldy rooms and clothing are poisonous to the system. Amen. So here we are exhorted to take care of our environment. Hygiene is very important. Can you imagine the consequence of not allowing air into your room and the sunlight into your room? It's very important then that we take note of these things. See the diseases, coughing, catar, all those things are brought up by not having sufficient air coming to the room or allowing dead, decayed matter to stay around us and we inhaling the scrofula that comes, the, the air that comes from these dead, decayed matter. It is no wonder that sometimes we wake up in the morning and we are having this long diseases because of the environment that is dirty and very unclean for our health and what is the result of it the environment being defiled of success of a certain is going it certainly is going to make the holy spirit not to be around us don't joke with the lord he means what he says he means what he says when he says we should keep our environment clean so that he can stay around us we usually say it's cleanliness is next to godliness and it is true now how about the taking care of the extremities of our body the external part of our body we must take our bath of course everyone knows that we should take our baths properly because it helps to improve the circulation of our bodies of our blood then there is the issue of rest we must rest properly work and rest adequate amount of sleep is very important sleeping before 10 o'clock is far more important and healthy than sleeping after 10 o'clock the body gets rejuvenated by this and i mentioned water earlier taking water adequately is good we are made up mostly of water and this water helps to flush out bad things from the body so constantly doing it helps but you shouldn't take water with your food because it obstructs digestion wait for digestion to finish two hours after eating you can drink your water sometimes one hour 30 minutes after eating you can drink your water just know that digestion should be over before taking water so that it doesn't interfere and when you take water take a lot of it one uh, taking up to at least in the temperate regions you can take up to three liters a day not less than that you should take up to that because there's a lot of sweat in there and in other regions of course based on how you sweat you know how you take your water i, I wouldn't necessarily stipulate but a lot of water is good like we read to help to remove dead tissues and to also flush out your system your excretory system you know there's a lot of waste inside us that needs to go out water helps to push these things away and cleans your kidneys cleans your organs cleans your blood all these things are things that daniel himself would have followed to keep the environment clean and to keep himself clean internally externally and also in the mind may the lord give us the grace to put these things into practice so that we all can get the blessings of being Daniel's, Shadrachs, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah of our own time because the Lord is in need of such people today. I know there is much more that can be said, but be careful where you get your information because there's so much out there that may not necessarily align with the truth. But we need to ensure that we keep our physical habits in line with in such a way that it will be a blessing to our mental capacities and our moral powers may the lord bless us let us pray thank you father for these instructions you've given to us we pray father that we would learn to put these things in practice and 
that the blessings of obedience will be to will be given to all of us who do this of our own selves it's difficult to make that stand of no compromise and hold on to these principles firmly lord please we need your help forgive us our sins lord and help us now at this time to prepare for your coming in jesus name i pray amen